Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way, or way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So this episode, we were going to kind of touch on going through hard things and hard times. I know we all have our own road to walk and journey ahead of us, but lately I've had some unsettling changes. I was diagnosed with breast cancer two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, and it's basically turned my world upside down. So that's where we're at now. I know Ellen and Lacey know already, I've shared with them, but This is probably news to our listeners, and I'm happy to kind of share where we're going and answer any questions you girls might have, kind of share my journey. Yeah, maybe give us a timeline. So right now we're recording, this is going to release later, but it's August 5th right now, 2020. So kind of, can you talk us through your timeline? Like, how did this come to be? You woke up one day and what happened? Well, so my very good friend was diagnosed with breast cancer maybe six weeks ago. And I mean, I talked to her on the phone and we cried and she, you know, told me all her fears. She thought it was metastatic. She thought lost all this weight and, and it, you know, of course scared me. And I did a breast self-exam that night, nothing. And I don't normally do those. I just, we should uh, PSA do your breast exam, but I didn't. And then maybe a week later, I was in the shower, just like normally washing, not trying to check for anything. And I felt a lump and like my heart fell out my ass. Like I was like, oh my God, this is not, that's not normal. Like I, I think I knew instantly. How did that feel? Like, I don't even know if I would know. Does that sound stupid? Cause I thought exactly what you thought before. Like, how do you know? Like, you know, it doesn't feel like anything else. Like my breasts have always been like lumpy and bumpy and like dense. This is like a a rock in a water bowl. I mean, it's like so obvious. Okay. So it's not like a little pea-sized thing that you could, it's like there. It's like three centimeters to touch and it's right on the edge. So it's very obvious. Is it like Um, where they always say like right upper quadrant? It's like, what's that? Yeah. I guess like right on the outside. So that sounds about textbook. Yeah. So I um, called my OB, um, made an appointment, went in to see her. She's like, oh, it's probably fibrocystic. You have, you know, dense breasts. Uh, And I got a mammogram when I was 35. My OB wanted me to get like a baseline, normal. I just turned 39. So I'm not due again until I was 40. And uh, so she scheduled a mammogram ultrasound, which I did. And then they, you could see the mass on the ultrasound, like clear as day. And they were watching it? Yeah. And I mean, we knew something was there, so I wasn't like too alarmed. And then they saw a suspicious lymph node. So they want to do a biopsy and they called me next day. They were like, we can get you in the morning. We'll do a biopsy. So I go in, like my husband's out of town, go in, you know, there's no sedation. So 
they just kind of inject local and then biopsy it with that like needle needle what do you call that like core core needle biopsy Mm -hmm. and I like was doing fine doing fine and then like as I'm laying on the table with like my arm over my head I just start like crying in like the middle of it because I'm just like I was scared about like what the result was gonna be I didn't think I was gonna cry you guys really I didn't I thought I was I thought I was okay so I was like losing it for that but anyway so that was done and they called me that was Wednesday I went back to work on or that was Thursday. I went back to work on Friday and they called me at like 1230 in the afternoon. I was doing endo and I was in between cases and they're like, and I answered it fully expecting them to be like, oh, it's a cyst. Enjoy your weekend. And she's like, oh yeah, you have breast cancer and it's also in your lymph node. So they just told you that over the phone? Like yeah, no warning? She, Not like no. sit down and... Well, she goes, uh, where are you? I go, oh, I'm at work. And she's like, can you talk? I'm like, yeah. You know, I was in between cases. It was fine. So then I, she goes, get a piece of paper. I want to tell you a bunch of things. So I I tried to get a piece of paper. And like as that was happening, I was like decompensating. I started crying hysterically. I was like, maybe I need to leave here. So I went up to the attending. And I, I don't even know what I said, gibberish, but I left. And I was driving home. I called my mom. And she was in the car with my daughter. So I'm like, just call me when you're home. Um, she knew right away. And then my husband's on a plane flying home. So I couldn't call him. So I went home and she called me back and talked to her for like an hour and a half, the the lady, the patient care navigator. And then they ordered millions of appointments and millions of tests. And I've in the middle of all that now. And I do have my plan. I have five months of chemo and then surgery and then radiation. And I start the end of August. August 27th, I get my port. The 28th, I start chemo. How come they wait so long? So they wanted, so I have to get a CT, like a full body CT. That's next week. I also have to get an echo because the chemo drug is cardiotoxic. So I have to get a baseline echo to compare it to. I have to get a bone scan. I have to get a right breast ultrasound because I have a lump in the right side they found on the breast MRI I did. And what else do I have to do? I think that was it. That brought us to two weeks from now. And then we have a vacation booked, our, our like only family vacation we've been able to take this year. And I was like, I'm going on vacation. Yeah, you I'll have start to. the following yes. week. Yeah. You have to. So how did it go telling your husband? So he got home, he landed and I didn't want to tell him like while he was driving or while he was getting off the airplane. So I was just kind of like texting him like normal. And I was supposed to be late that Friday night, like the last person at work. So when he got home and saw my car in the driveway, he like knew. He said his stomach like sunk. And then I I told him, and you guys, we've been together 16 years. He, I've maybe seen him cry like twice at a funeral, like a tear. He was like wrecked, which was the hard, that was probably the hardest part for me is to like see him. Like the hardest part for me about all this is that this is affects my loves, my loved ones and my family. That's yeah. like the worst part. Yeah. So how have you talked to Tegan about I this? I haven't. I haven't told her, right? No, I, I mean, I need to tell her. And I've, I've looked at like books. There's a book like from the UK Breast Cancer Association that says like mommy has a lump and, you know, found a lump. And she knew I had the, the biopsy because I had like dermabond for, you know, a while. And it was like in my axilla, like almost to my back. And then you just kind of like read the book with them and tell them it's very matter of fact. I just want to get to the point where I can say it without crying because I don't want her to like, you know, mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. me emotional about it. Yeah, definitely. 
but I'm just going to be matter of fact and, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor. They're going to take it out. Uh, I'll take medicine. You know, I will lose my hair, so I'm going to look funny kind of thing. You can be my helper. She loves to be my big helper. So I think she'll like to be able to, you know, help me and bring me things or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like all the side effects, like hair loss and stuff? Are you anticipating that negatively or are you like, is that the last of your worries? So at first you've got it- a really great like face shape. So I'm already envisioning you. <laughs> looking really good. Well, that was a big thing for me. Like, I, I don't know if you guys know, I've never seen you in person, but I have really long eyelashes, like natural. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, yeah. We've so, talked about this, I think on another episode yeah. even. <laughs> and so like when I was at this breast surgeon's office, he said, or no, the, the lady that called and told me I had cancer, her name is Lynn. She came in and introduced herself to me and she was going on and on about my eyelashes, like on and on and on and on about how blah, blah, blah. And I just burst into tears and I'm like, yeah, but they're all going to fall out when I have chemo. And she's just like, stop talking. She's like, yeah, they are, but they're going to grow back. And I've tried to like flip my mentality. I'm really trying to be positive. So you guys, I talked to my hairdresser and I canceled my next appointment, but I told her I want to dye my hair this like rose gold because I've got like three weeks till my hair falls out. So she's getting me this color. I'm going to pick it up tomorrow and I'm going to like do something crazy to my hair. I'm excited. I love that. Yeah. And then I am going to get like a night, like a nice wig that kind of looks like me. And then I'm going to get some really fun ones and do like braids on one. So I could just like get up and like throw on braids or like. That's amazing. That's so cool. Or get like waist long blonde hair. Like when could you ever walk into work with that hair and a wig and someone not say something like no one's going to give a shit. I can wear whatever (laughs) the hell. You can do whatever you want, girl. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about that stuff. And it's going to take like an hour and a half off my day every day. I mean, I'm not going to have to wash my hair. I'm not going to have to style my hair. Like that's. No, you just like, you're going to be living like the dream life of a man. Yeah. I'm like getting yeah. gif- gifted the, the, um, the gift of time. So um, you are. Yeah. For a small price. I mean, yeah. hair does grow back yeah. and it will, it might grow back different. Like the texture they say comes back different, I guess. Like sometimes you can get like really cool, like curls or yeah they call it the chemo chemo curl it comes back like curly and crazy so that'll be fun I've never had curly hair and then so chemo is going to be 16 infusions the first one every other week for four and that infusion's like eight hours it's like two different drugs so that's eight hours of like time that I never had to myself who takes eight hours what are you gonna do with all that time I know. I'm like, I just have my business started and going. So I'm going to, I have a ton of that work to do and like read Mm -hmm. stuff that you've probably been putting off for so long. So So let's pivot just a little bit. And I want to hear more about your business because so we haven't really done a recording together in a long time, like a few months. And so we all have like new things happening in our lives. And so Crystal has started a new business and I want to hear all about it. Yeah, I started an aesthetic business. So basically a little med spa. I have an esthetician who's amazing. And I'm just kind of trying to get up and running like the little the little engine that could. And I'm <laughs> like, nothing's going to stop me. Like I can do hard things. I can start a yes. med spa. I can get through anesthesia school. Like I can do all these hard things, you guys. I can, I can get through this. You're going to do it. So how did yes. you go about starting a med spa. I don't know if that's like state to state. Like, did you need a medical director? Where did you get your esthetician? How did you even come to this? 
Yeah. How did you decide to start this? One day Crystal's like, today I'm going (laughs) to open a med spa. (laughs) No, I've been wanting to do it for years. And back in like 2017, the the name came to me, Aesthetically Pleasing. I was like, I'm just going to see if that's even available. Like, is that even a thing? And it was. So I like established it right away. And you secured that domain name. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I was... uh, derailed by a few different things, but um, eventually just, I actually got in touch with Kelly Hermans, who is the bomb.com. She can get Mm -hmm. you trained and get you going on um, all things med spa. So she trained me and she's in person or like virtually in person. Well, both we did like some stuff virtually, but I flew to Michigan and um, did hands-on training with her. And I also did it. It was a full day, full day. Was it two days? Oh, it was okay. one. It was the hands-on tox training was one day, but we did like virtual anatomy class and all kinds of classes leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that used to all be in person, but now with COVID, you know, it's it's less in person time. And I got a medical medical director, and I just kind of do my thing. How did you go about doing that? What part? Getting a medical di- director? Do you just email people? I just asked. I asked people till someone said yes. Who did you start? Like people you work with now or in anesthesia? Yeah, I asked someone that I had worked with and then and then I was like kind of feeling other people out. And then the person that I asked, I was really uncomfortable about. I'm like, I don't know. 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 And then one day I was like, just do it. Just ask. And I did. And he was like, yeah, I'd be interested in that. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean. So what services are you offering? I do injectables, Botox. Um, I'm still training on fillers. I do uh, PRP, microneedling facials. I do peels. <laughs> you guys can see my face Her right face now. face is literally fluffing off. <laughs> literally, my I look like a snake. Like my skin's just peeling off. But I love it. It's so good. The fresh baby skin underneath. Yeah, and then my esthetician does like all things facial. She does the IPL laser esthetician stuff. I don't know. I never found myself remotely interested in this at all until you just talked to me right now. And now I'm sitting here. I'm like, need to open med spa, put it on. Oh my God. I'm like passionate. I, so I was like 26 years old when I went to my dermatologist, she uh, prescribed my acne medication, spironolactone. And I went for like a checkup and I was like, you know, I really want to get Botox because it's preventative. You know, the sooner you get it, you prevent the the wrinkles from forming. And she was like, honey, no, you don't need it. I'll let you know when you need it. I'm like, fine, whatever. So then I had my daughter and I went back like, I think maybe six months in and she's like, okay, whenever you're ready, we can do the Botox for you. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I got rough after, after having a kid, like everything just went south. Mm -hmm. So I, as soon as I finished breastfeeding, I started Botox when I was 32 and I haven't gone, gone back. I just love it. I'm secretly petrified of it. Not secretly, totally outward. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm scared of it too, actually, because I'm scared of like, well, I'm scared of being that person who like can't move their face. I worked with a lady. She was a nurse in the recovery room. She got Botox and she ended up like this for like six months. That could happen too. Yeah. She was like constantly intrigued. But the thing is, (laughs) the thing is like Botox isn't permanent. So like the worst case scenario is not going to last forever. Yeah, I know. I think she had like her hus- her son's wedding or something though. So in oh, the that's she was bad. Like- that's bad. So you uh, gotta you gotta go to someone you trust and someone that's not gonna make you look like an asshole. Um, obviously, do your research. But I mean, the risks are really really low. I mean, it is botulism toxin, right? Like it's 
It, that's it what it does. Yeah. But you I've go- heard of uh, baby Botox. It's the same. It's just smaller doses. Yeah. But like, like micro Yeah. Like when would you start Botox? Like when, like when would you tell like me to start Botox? Yesterday. And I only say that because it's preventative. You can see my wrinkles through the camera. No, it's, (laughs) it's preventative. Like it's easier to prevent those static lines than to treat them. I feel like I've had those static lines my whole life though. (laughs) But once you, I mean, you can get rid of them after, you know, consecutive treatments, but it's just easier to prevent it. So where do you, like for somebody who doesn't really have wrinkles and stuff, where do you start? What do you do? What would you What recommend? do you mean who doesn't have wrinkles? Like I have yeah, teeny she, tiny she fine lines, but I don't do have wrinkles. like wrinkles. Like a she lot. She doesn't have any wrinkles. How I have, okay. Like, Real close I do. I have like a permanent like question. Right you see it? Yeah. <laughs> so I have main, like fine line. The main player of Botox is forehead, crow's feet. Yeah. And the 11s that people get angry about. I do have that. I have I have that forming yeah. and I have like fine lines in my forehead. Yeah. You but just kind of start there and wrinkles. You soften it so you're not like I'm going to I'm going to be angry with you guys right now. Yeah. Pissed. Um, <laughs> wait, can you show me like really excited happy? I got a little bit of movement. A little bit. Not a whole lot. I've got like yeah. Yeah, and it just you you can't it softens everything, so you can't don't make those wrinkles. I look like Leatherface right now because I have this peel that hasn't start- kicked in yet on my forehead. But so our audience is going to be listening to this and be like, "What the hell are they doing? How did they go from so- breast cancer to like evaluating each other's wrinkles? This is I my know. life, you guys. Breast yeah. cancer and Botox is my fucking life but, right now. But it's like, Whatever. so we're like making faces at each other right now and mm-hmm. inspecting each other's wrinkles and eyebrow movement. So now you're all gonna like pull down your visor in your car and be like, How "Guys, much this can is my exactly why I say we need <laughs> to start our YouTube channel and just upload every single." podcasts we've recorded because they're all on zoom we just need to upload them as episodes people can watch us talk because like half the stuff we do (laughs) is so animated i feel like it's a whole nother aspect we should and you guys right now i'm like showing them like my anger face you guys describe my anger face it's not that cold (laughs) (laughs) so i could be mobile i could be so pissed and nobody would know i love it no it's so funny so I sometimes get intrigued by fillers, though, like uh, lip fillers, but I get really freaked out by them because I've seen so many bad ones. But the good ones that people get, like when they're really good, they are really, really good. Yeah. So you need to like, there's so so one lady that I did my upper lip one time and I really liked it. Um, I don't know why I did. Oh, I did it because I was starting to get the wrinkles right here. Mm -hmm. um, And I just wanted to soften that. And they were like, oh, you can soften that with filler. So I did that. But the girl that did my filler, her lips, you guys, were like, like anaphylactic reaction, huge, humongous. <laughs> and I was like really nervous for a minute. I'm like, just so you know, I, I want don't really, want that. I want really <laughs> conservative. But you just so once you get into this stuff, you want more and more and more. You like notice more stuff and more stuff. But you just have to go to someone that'll tell you like, no, like you're done. That's enough. Like, no, I need to fly to St. Louis and just go to you. I know you'd be like, no, Ellen. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'd be like, no, you're done. Yeah, Ellen and her perfect skin. I me, Crystal's like, you're gonna need all of it. Like (laughs) more than you're asking for, you're gonna need all of it. (laughs) Lacey, that's not enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm gonna need you to fly back here next week too. (laughs) It's so funny. You're so funny. And I like look at all of us. I'm like, I don't see any wrinkles on anybody, but 
I think it's our beauty filters. Don't we all have beauty filters? Yeah, we have that uh, touch-up filter on on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Oh, much. And I have my ring light. So it puts so much light on your face that it makes you look like totally amazing. Oh, I need to get you a look ring like light. You look like you're like glowing. I know. I am. It's my ring light. I'm glowing. I'm literally glowing. Like, look, I'm going to alter the lighting on it. One second. It's actually amazing. See, it's going down and then it changes oh. colors. Ooh. So right now, Ellen is showing us her ring light. And have you ever seen a, like, if you have Instagram, go into your stories or go into your Instagram camera and put it on subtle because that's like what a ring light looks like. And so then, doesn't it? It just kind of like, how do you put your fills out? How do you do that? So if you go to your camera, like a filter, and then, yeah, no, it's not a filter. It's like on your video. So like if you're, live on Instagram or taking like like on your stories and you go to your camera. Let me see if I can find it here. Hold on. I'm going to Instagram us right now. Look in the hot mess. <laughs> How do I do so this? there's this feature called subtle and it just like kind of like gives a glow. Subtle where? Subtle. So go to your camera. Mm-hmm. You can like see go my into your stories. Skin. Go to your camera and then where it says like normal, just like scroll over. Where like you tap record and then just like keep scrolling until you get to the feature called subtle. And it like just kind of like lightens everything. My, my, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. I I see what you're saying. All right, you guys, I'm going to do an Instagram thing. Here we go. Same smile. Okay. We're on Instagram. This is what we look like. This is me making my angry face. Wait, no, that's not. (laughs) This is my angry face. But yeah, subtle feature. I like. Paid $27 for someone to tell me about the subtle feature. And I was like, worth every penny. (laughs) Okay. So let's wrap up. So yeah, basically I just wanted to kind of touch base and, and update everyone on what's going on. I know this world's been crazy and I haven't talked to you guys since I opened the med spa or since I've had cancer. So it's like a whole new world. I know Lacey has a new baby. Ellen, what's new with you? I sold my house Oh, and I'm moving in with my (laughs) in-laws. Someone asked my husband, so where are you moving? He goes, I'm moving into my parents' basement. And they thought he was kidding, but he's not. No, that really is your plan. You're building, right? Yeah, we're going to build once like everything goes through. Everything's gotten delayed by COVID. So it's been like kind of a hot mess. But we sold our house super fast in like an hour and a half. And we got way more than we would have like five months ago because of the market right now. Yeah. Um, So we just jumped on it. And so we did that. Um, I'm packing my house. Everything's in disarray. I'm like, just literally every day, I'm just like throwing spaghetti at a wall, hoping something sticks because I have no clue what's happening. One day at a time. It's all you can do. One day yeah, at a time. Yeah, my life. Just trying to keep my head above water, you know? So yeah, I'll keep everyone posted. Um, I... When is your surgery? I have to do chemo for five months before surgery. Oh, wow. So, and are you like, having a double mastectomy? Yeah, with axillary node dissection. It's in the are lymph you, node. Does the reconstruction happen at the same time or later? No, they'll put in expanders, uh-huh. and then you have to like refill the or fill the expanders every few weeks till you get to a size you like. Then it has to sit for a month, and then you go back in for another surgery to get the permanent implants. Oh my! Like, and then, and then I have to do radiation during all that too. So like. I'm probably going to be doing this for the next year and a half, like this whole fucking process. And then I have estrogen progesterone positive cancer. So they 
part of the treatment is ovarian suppression. So you don't have, you know, your, those hormones. So are you so, going to go through menopause? Yeah, I will. I'll need a THBSO after all this is done. After all of it's done or before? Yeah, after. Is that because they're making you or because you want to? Well, you can either do that or you can take a medication. But at this point, after all I've done, like, just take it out. You know, yeah. and it, you know, that's at risk yeah. too. So just take it and out. You're not having, you're not planning on having like more kids at this point. Well, I can't now. Yeah. That decision's been made. So you can't um, like freeze eggs or anything. It would delay my treatment like extensively. Oh, really? So okay. it's already, it's oh, already been. Oh. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to go through the whole like IVF ish cycle and that mm-hmm. could delay treatment like months and months and months. Wow. That's more of like a if you do a prophylactic mastectomy, you know, like you're BRCA positive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you do genetic testing? Yeah, it's still pending. Okay. Not that it really matters, though, at this point, right? Yeah, they drew that like a week ago or so. Well, I think that you are a kick-ass woman, so I don't even have any kind of doubts about you or doing, you know, getting through this. It's a small bump in your road, but I think that it's really cool that um, Lacey and I and Crystal. So Lacey and I got Crystal this bracelet that the three mm. of us have. And it, we got it in rose gold, which we thought was just going to be a pretty color. And I think it's so cool that then you come on here and say you're going to dye your hair rose gold. And I'm like, wow, Hell, that's yeah. so, so like lucky that we match that so well. Yeah. I it's love it. Some good picks for the gram. Yeah. Oh to me. I'm so We're going to have to make a filter just off of you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm I excited. Love I love the bracelet. We'll have to uh, post a picture on our um, on our socials. Yeah, let's do that. We can yes. use subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking it's of our socials, <laughs> if yeah. you guys want to follow our podcast, we are at Hey Smart Mamas on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, what are we? Scrub caps and sippy cups on Facebook. And if you want to follow us individually, I am C M A L B E R. And Ellen, what are you? I'm my full name, Ellen Loletta, L-A-U-L-E-T-T-A. Lacey? And I'm Miss M-S, Lacey, L-A-C-I, Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H. Yeah, so follow us on our socials and you can keep up with our crazy lives. And uh, (laughs) we'll be back in a week or two and check back in. And yeah. Crystal, you've been very brave sharing your story, and we will definitely be um, following along and sharing. You know what Crystal will be posting, what she is comfortable sharing as she goes through this journey with all of us, and Crystal for being open and talking about this. And we know, unfortunately, Crystal is not the only person going through this right now. And so um, feel free to reach out if this affects you as well. And yeah. share your you tips. Know, we're just all here, all here together. Yeah. And if you've been through this or you're going through it, you can message me. I'd love to chat. I'm still just kind of figuring this all out. So I'd love to have a friend in this. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. 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 (laughs) Okay. So tell us the story you're talking about, Lacey. Yeah, we hopped off for a second and then Lacey decided to hold out all the good content. (laughs) So we had an interesting morning at our house today and uh, it was 
all the kids were going back to daycare. So there's like a lot of stuff happening and it's our daughter's very first day of daycare. So I come like down early in the morning, of course, like I just am fresh off maternity leave. So I'm just exhausted and filling up my coffee pot in the sink in the morning, like going through my mental checklist of all the things that need to get accomplished. And I look down and there is a mouse staring back at me from the Mm -mm. sink. Like, but it wasn't like scared. It was like, hello, good morning. And I was like, and I like started screaming as though I was being attacked and my husband, I'm like screaming for my husband. And he like comes running down. He's like, you're going to wake up the kids. And I was like, there's a mouse in the sink. And I'm like screaming. And he's like, is it alive or dead? And I was like, it's alive. Go get it. (laughs) (laughs) And so then he, I don't, we have, we're still like both flummoxed as to like how it got there, why it was there, what it was doing there. Like, we don't know how it got in. We've never seen a mouse in our house. Like, it's so confusing, but it was like, I mean, it wasn't an uncute mouse, but it should not have been in my Mm. sink. We made fun of Lacey because she has like the chicken not coop she kills chickens but she's afraid of a mouse now i'm gonna get like all of these pita people no she doesn't kill the chickens she has the chickens that die we we eat chicken and so we raise our own chickens that we eat and so you know like don't like we don't torture she's not like a murderer actually raise them very humanely but yes so like that doesn't bother me but a mouse really really bothers me like i mean super outdoorsy she like camps and does all the things that yeah, but that doesn't mean I want a mouse in my tent. Yes, I'm like shocked by that. Shocked. <laughs> you, that like, the- you like willingly go camping multiple weekends in a row with your <laughs> outside family. That sounds <laughs> like torture. <laughs> yeah, Crystal and I every time we're like, no, we're good. Thanks. No. Yeah, I like text them and I'm like, okay, well, we're going camping, so my cell service is bad. And they're like, why are you going? Why camping? are you doing that? And you'll be like, it's are not you so being bad. Send us a picture. Uh, it looks like camping. It looks pretty bad. <laughs> know, she sends us a picture of her poor children in the rain, and I'm like, it looks terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hey. They they have fun. It's so it's, much work, though. You like leave your house, bring a bunch <laughs> of shit with you, m- like set up a fake house in the middle of nowhere with like men. Minim- like there's no house. food. It seems like torture. It seems Why like how you, you get bring abducted. your food with you. Why you can eat it at home? You can eat it at home. Yeah, where there's warmth and shelter. Yeah, and a TV. but it's so much fun. And then you get to check out. So like one of the cool things that we're doing is checking off um, Minnesota state parks, and so. We've been to like nine now this summer and it's like, there's a bunch like around us that we haven't like ever bothered to stop in. We've just driven past. So we've just started like stopping and then it's like, okay, social distancing. So we'll just like take a night and go camping at a state park around us and it's nice. And then we like last weekend, we went to one state park and we visited two more that were nearby. And so do you do this with a baby? Yeah. Yeah. Newborn freaking baby. Yeah, I mean, like, she sleeps in a pack-and-play in our mm-hmm. little camper. Like, it it works. You are, like, so chill. I was such a, like, high no way. anxiety, like, psycho mom. And there's if it's remotely never. hot, I'm out. Mm-mm, out. <laughs> out. If there's any ounce of humidity, also out. And bugs, like mosquitoes. Yes. No, thank you. No. Yeah, the mosquitoes Mm-mm. are sometimes unpleasant. Raccoons. But... Oh, yeah, there's always mice, raccoons. Mice, spiders. Mice, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't like the mice. Don't. There's always a camp mouse and I don't like meeting them. No, Mm. thank you. Spiders are my thing. If I see a spider, I'm like, I know this girl who lives in, she like moved to California or Arizona or somewhere like super dry and deserty. And she always shares stories of these rattlesnakes and like Ah. tarantulas on her property. And she has Ah. to literally shoot them dead because they will kill you. I'm like, why do you live there? I have to tell you guys a story. So I was going out. Did I tell you this already? I don't think so. I was going into work on a call shift on a Saturday and I was walking in. It was like a nice spring day. And I stepped on like, I don't know if you guys have these. I think they're called like sweet gumballs or like pokey. They're like balls with little spikes. With the all little, yeah. We call yeah. them monkey balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I stepped on one of those and it like stuck to my shoe. And like, as I was doing it, like this older couple was walking out of the entrance. So I stepped to the side and I kind of like kicked off that gumball off my shoe. And I was standing there waiting for this older couple to walk. And I looked down and God damn it. If there isn't a fucking tarantula, what? a tarantula laying on the ground that was just stuck to my shoe. I got shit in my pants. I about died. Like, oh my like, god! I know we live in Missouri, but like tarantulas around us isn't a thing. Like I didn't know there were tarantulas in Missouri. So I, oh so I god. like thought maybe like is my mind my mind just fucking with me? Like that just looked like a tarantula. Surely it wasn't. So I I went into work and I, we brought it up later a few hours. I'm like, you guys, I could have sworn I stepped on a tarantula. So someone went out and videotaped it, and it was a damn tarantula, like dead. Like I stepped on it and squished it, but it was like a meaty hairy huge tarantula i have it like oh no thank you yeah i'll post a picture and i would have called out i would have been like i'm dead in the parking lot i can't come in today (laughs) yeah and then i googled like does missouri have tarantulas and that's a bad rabbit hole to go down like i wouldn't recommend it but yes they do i was gonna (laughs) say what is the answer (laughs) yes they do clearly they do because crystal found them like of course i would step on a tarantula like in the hospital parking lot (laughs) oh it's so gross i'm dying that's terrible oh my gosh okay well i hope you guys enjoy that story that'll be a nice little blooper we put on yeah (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll bring up the mood after that kind of rough episode but 